oh welcome back everybody what is the upskis welcome back to another episode of the gx wrestlecast episode 19 and uh pretty pretty good uh looking week here for the show we got a pay-per-view that kind of snuck up on me totally forgot that uh, Halloween Havoc was this Saturday. I ended up watching the UFC event instead and then realized I was like, "Oh fuck, there's a there was the Halloween Havoc." So for, forgot to do my uh, predictions and all that good shit for Halloween Havoc last week. So my deepest and most sincere of apologies for missing out on the predictions. More than likely, I would have swept, got every single thing right because I'm the best. So we'll just go ahead and give myself the award for being the best and all that good stuff. And we'll move on with our lives. But yes, sadly, I forgot. Uh, the UFC event was pretty all right. Not too bad. Um, happy my boy Shane O'Malley got a win on the on the card. That was good. Pretty good fight for him really big victory for him i'm pretty sure he took down the number one ranked guy in his division so that was a really good win for him uh main event was uh quite interesting with uh oliviera i think that's his name i'm not great with the names but uh yeah i did not expect him to lose well not necessarily i i guess that it was not i guess it's not that much of a shock that he lost to uh the, the new Namag Nagav or whatever the fuck. I'm so bad with the names, dude. But, uh, yeah, pretty good uh, UFC event. I enjoyed it. Uh, Shane Shane O'Malley is... Uh, I really, really like Shane O'Malley. So that was a, that was a hell of a good fight right there. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the UFC. I was sad not to see Joe Rogan because, I don't know, I just... I fucking love Joe Rogan on the UFC events. It's just... It's just... It doesn't feel right when he's not there. And, yeah, he wasn't there this week, so that kind of sucked. But... DC still pretty good. Anyway, I thought the I thought the event was pretty decent. So uh, in this episode, I will be reviewing Halloween Havoc 2022. So let's go ahead and start out the week's review with Halloween Havoc. Uh, they kicked off the show with the hosts, Shotzi Blackheart. She was dressed up as the Joker, looked pretty good. And then Quincy Elliott was out there as a mad scientist, uh, Frankenstein, uh, Doc Brown. I don't know what the fuck he was. He had crazy white scientisty hair. So. I don't know if he was anyone in, in particular, but that's what he looked like, and they both look pretty good. Uh, the show kicks off with the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. This is, what, a five-man ladder match? You got Nathan Frazier versus Aura Mensai versus Wes Lee versus Von Wagner versus Carmelo Hayes. So, we got a very nice splash to the outside from Frazier. Wagner powerbombs Frazier into the ladder in the corner. That looked like it hurt. Wesley uh, using a ladder and his ass to slam onto Frazier. Holy shit chance from the crowd. Um, it sounds cooler than it was. I mean, he just kind of like jumped over. Oh, no, it was fine. It was okay. I'm not giving it a thumbs up, but it was it was interesting. It was an interesting uh, use of the ladder. Frazier moonsaults, uh, moonsaults slams Mello onto the ladder. That was dope, giving that a thumbs up. Trick pushes Mensa off the ladder, and Mensa takes a scary-looking fall to the outside. Like, I haven't seen a fall like that since I feel like the old TLC matches where they actually go from, like, inside the ring on top of the ladder to the outside to the floor. So that was a pretty nice tumble right there. Mr. Stone takes the fall off the ladder himself. We get Frazier, uh, Frog splashes Wagner through a ladder set up on the outside. Wow, uh, another thumbs up right there. 
Wagner gorilla press slams Wesley out of the ring, and Wes nails the announce table with a, a solid thud, dude. Like, oh my god, he sent him flying through the air. He slams on that table. That was an awesome little spot right there. Table didn't break, but that thud was good stuff. So I'm gonna give that a thumbs up. Wesley runs up a tilted ladder, jumping on off of it onto Hayes. Pretty close to a Shelton Benjamin right there. You know, no one's going to top Shelton Benjamin running up the ladder and, and clotheslining that some bitch. I think it was Chris Jericho, like way back in the first or second Money in the Bank. No one is ever going to top it, but it was pretty good, so I'm gonna give you a thumbs up. Wesley hits Mello with the double knees on the ladder. He climbs up, grabs the title down, and no North American champion. Wesley baby oh my god that was great dude that was awesome dudes were flying all over the place especially Wesley and Frazier they were both without a, without a shadow of a doubt fucking MVPs of this ladder match they were both fantastic uh, Frazier especially was was doing a lot of great stuff out there Wagner had some good moments as well uh Lots of good spots throughout this match. Ladder shots looked a little bit weak whenever they would like use them as a weapon. They didn't look they didn't come off very well, but I thought it was a great ladder match. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Next up, you got Toxic Attraction. They are traveling to some creepy ass house to they're looking for Alba Faya. Toxic Attraction, they, they walk around, uh, some eyeless dude appears, Jane just fucking freaks out, punches him in the face, he goes down, made me giggle. More zombie people, they just ignore the zombies, they enter some house. They decide that it's going to be a great idea to split up in the in the haunted house. Uh, Alba takes out Jane and Gigi, leaving Mandy Rose all alone in the house. Mandy kicks a random dude in the nuts, tells him to put some respect on my name. Really random made me laugh, so... Alba finds finds Mandy. They fight around the house a little bit uh, while some random-ass monster, monsters are watching them. I have no idea what's going on at this point. Alba steals Toxic Attraction's car, and she drives off. Uh, that was honestly pretty weird, but I kind of kind of liked it. Uh, Gigi was really cute in this. Like She would like go up to the zombies or anything. Oh, what's up, y'all? Like We hanging out? Because she's just really... She loves Halloween, so she was like all into it. But yeah, she was pretty cute. It was okay. A little weird. A little... A little weird. Okay, now we move on to the casket match. Grayson Waller versus Apollo Crews. So I guess I kind of... I didn't get my Buried Alive match, but I got a casket match. So that's that's okay. Uh, Crews kicks Waller into the announce table. Waller grabs a pen and stabs Apollo with it. That little fucking freak. What the hell is that? Who stabs someone with a pen? I mean, come on. Uh, Grayson pokes Apollo's eyes. He goes crashing into the casket. Holy shit. Like, they had a little casket out there. He goes crashing through it, and then the fucking bigger casket comes out later. Walder thinks he's won. Lights go out. Apollo appears on the stage with some druid dudes. You know, the, the guys in the black and the hood. And he's got the bigger casket now. Booker T on commentary is beyond confused. The match continues. They battle. Oh, excuse me. They battle trying to close each other into the casket they keep fighting out of it apollo slams waller into the casket closes the door for the w it was a pretty good match the first casket spot was was quite nice him crashing through it uh waller screaming and yelling selling all the offense was pretty pretty enjoyable throughout the match i'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten next we got chase U. they have a new student can you guess who it is 
It's Duke Hudson. Whoa. Oh, snap. Okay. Interesting selection. I was just... I was just saying over the last couple weeks how, like, he seems to, like, not really have a role in the roster right now. So, him uh, infiltrating Chase U is, 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 uh, could be interesting. We'll see where that goes. Uh, the one member with the long hair, I can't remember his name right now. He was not into uh, Hudson joining up with Chase U, but Andre Tra Chase was like, it's, it's, it's happening, buddy. So, we'll see where it goes. Could be really funny. I love Chase U. Now we got the Weapons Wild match, Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez, the bad blood between these two former tag team champions, now bitter enemies. So here comes their finally having a one-on-one -on -one match. Well, I guess not one-on-one, -on it's got weapons in it, but you know what I mean. Roxanne comes out with a skateboard. She smacks Cora's bat out of her hands with it. Cora runs away screaming. I love that. Cora puts a trash can over Perez, kicks her to the outside. Roxanne takes like... A funny tumble to the outside, I don't know, it just made me laugh the way that she fell with the trash can on her head, she kind of fell on her head, it was cute, it was pretty good. Uh, Cora hitting Roxanne with a variety of weapons, you got chairs, brooms, a rope, and she misses with a chain that she brought out. They fight out into the little stage area in the crowd. Cora rips off a piece of the of the of the railing. They they fight, then they both go tumbling off through some tables. So that was awesome. We get a really nice table spot there. Thumbs up for that. Back in the ring now, Cora is is back slammed onto the chairs, then takes a sunset power bomb onto the chairs, and Perez gets the W over my girl Cora Jade. Uh, nice grudge match for these two women, uh, though the crowd, uh, sorry, thought the crowd has always been, uh, though the crowd, I will get this, I will get through this, though the crowd has always been, uh, behind the heel Cora Jade, she, even though she's a heel, crowd always seems to like her more so than Roxanne Perez, but Perez getting the big pay-per-view victory here, I feel like she may have needed that victory more so than Cora Jade, because it looks like Cora Jade's already pretty over with the crowd right now, and Perez is like, when you're comparing her to Cora Jade, I mean, like, Cora Jade is just such a more interesting uh, character, she's a bitch, she's she's trash talk, She she's just great, but uh, I thought the match was pretty darn good, gonna give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, now we got Shotzi back out to the ring. Now she's dressed up as Beetlejuice. That's pretty damn nice. I love me some Beetlejuice. But where is Quincy? Oh, there he is. He's just a banana now. He just, yep, he's a banana. Lash Legend comes out. She's jealous. She isn't hosting Halloween Havoc or wearing a banana outfit. The banana lays into Lash Legend, uh, laying down some trash talk. Good stuff right there. Shotzi just shrieks out of nowhere, attacks Lash Legend. Beetlejuice and the banana dance, and I'm confused for the most part, but I am entertained. So, pretty good job out there, Beetlejuice and the banana. Schism will show its newest member on Tuesday. Oh boy, I cannot wait to see who that is. I actually already know who it is. I haven't watched NXT yet, but someone told me who it is. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to change my opinion about Schism all that much, but we'll see how it goes a little later on in this review. Now we got the ambulance match between Damon Kemp and Julius Creed. Uh, if Julius Creed wins this match, uh, his brother gets to remain a roster member or some shit. I don't know. They had some weird stipulation on it. Creed throwing pumpkins at Kemp to start the match out, even though they were clearly not real pumpkins because they were bouncing around like fucking bouncy balls. Kemp fights, uh, Kemp fighting out of the ambulance by throwing a bunch of chairs at Julius. That was pretty cool. Kemp slams the ambulance door on Julius a bunch of times. That looked fucking brutal. 
Kemp about to close the door on Julius, but he kicks the door open and totally, like, fucking Kemp just eats that door right in the face. Like, that was fucking awesome. Made me giggle big time. Julius traps Kemp in a wheelchair, rides him headfirst into the steps. Julius throws the ring bell at Kemp. Kemp hums a chair right back at Julius. That was fucking awesome. Giving that a thumbs up. Like, who throws a ring bell? Like, that thing's heavy. That's crazy. Uh, Kemp slams Julius' hands in the doors of the ambulance multiple times. Again, looks brutal. But it appears to just fire up Julius. He goes off, putting Kemp through a table and then beats the shit out of him with a chair. That's a thumbs up. Takes a, takes a little effort, but Julius powerbombs Kemp onto a stretcher, carries him to the ambulance, closes the door, and Julius Creed gets the W. Uh, really good battle here. Used a lot of different weapons. Utilized the ambulance well. I thought it was a really good back-and-forth match. Kemp getting in his offense. and Yeah, I enjoyed this match quite a bit. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. All right, now back to the Alba Fire stuff. Alba arrives to the arena with Mandy Rose. Mandy, trying to escape Alba, chases after her. Uh, the chase spills out into the ring now. The match begins. We got a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship, Alba Fire versus Mandy Rose. Alba hits the Swanton, but Toxic Attraction shows up in the nick of time for the save. Fire hits the Gory Bomb, but the referee is down. Toxic Attraction attacks Alba. Mandy nails the knee to the face of Fire, and she retains her title. God damn it. I thought Alba Fire might have been able to get the job done tonight. Uh, honestly, it wasn't much of a match. couple near falls there were pretty good. You know, the I thought Alba might have had it there with that Swanton, but that, that close call save by uh, Toxic Attraction was pretty decent. Uh, honestly, too bad for Alba. I was really rooting for her to get the victory here tonight. Doesn't get a jo doesn't get the job quite done, but uh, hopefully she continues with her uh, momentum because I think she's one of the more interesting characters, uh, women, female wrestlers, whatever have it on the on the NXT roster right now. And uh, the match was man, gonna give it a five out of ten. Now we move on to the main event, the main event that I have been looking forward to for quite some time. Uh, triple threat match here for the NXT World Championship. Got JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov versus the champion Braun Breaker. Let's fucking go. JD and Ilya trading gorgeous chops while Braun gets tossed to the outside. Dragunov goes coast to coast on JD and Braun Breaker in the corner. Uh, JD McDonough cheers for uh, JD cheers for Ilya and Braun beating each other down. That was really funny. Then, of course, they turn their attention to poor J.D. McDonough and team up on him. He eats a tasty chop from Ilya. Woo! Baby, some of those chops were fucking ridiculous. That part made me laugh, and I'm giving it a thumbs up as well. McDonough gives Braun a pretty stiff-looking headbutt uh, to the face. Braun does the Frankensteiner to McDonough, and Druganov catches him mid-flight into a powerbomb. That was fucking awesome, giving that a thumbs up. We get a slugfest from all three in the middle of the ring. Another thumbs up for that. Just great, hard, stiff shots. Uh, Braun throwing both Ilya and McDonough with a German suplex. Braun hits the press slam. McDonough tries to steal the pin and a super near fall right there. I I I was losing it a little bit. I thought JD might have stole it. I would have I would have lost my mind. We get a torpedo strike to Braun. Ilya has this, but no. JD grabs the ref's hand, preventing the three count. Another great little spot right there. Going to give that a thumbs up. Drugunov gives 
McDonough, the death stare. JD hits a huge Spanish fly on the outside onto Ilya. That was fantastic. Braun reverses another torpedo from Ilya into a spear. McDonough, too exhausted to stop the pin in time. Breaker retains the title. Hell yeah, man. I'd say this match lived up to my expectations. I thought it was great. Uh, Would have loved to see JD and or Ilya get the win but Braun looked good in there he, he didn't he didn't like he didn't make the match worse or anything he was solid uh, McDonough and Dragunov were excellent the selling and intensity of Ilya Dragunov dude is off the fucking charts like his face gets so red that vein in the side of his head gets so big and bulgy it just scares me I think he's gonna have an aneurysm at any any second during any match he's in but my god he is got to be the most intense guy out there right now <laughs> he's fucking insane uh, JD McDonough was an absolute workhorse throughout the match. All three put on a match. Put on, I would say it's the match of the show, giving it an eight and a half out of ten. Great job. Uh, really lived up to the main event hype for me. I, I've been looking forward to seeing this match for quite some time now, and I felt they they delivered on it. Great job. Uh, this was a really good show. Started out strong and finished really strong. Only real low light for me was like the Mandy Rose and Alba Fire match itself. Uh, the part where they're in the house was okay, but when they came back out for the match, I uh, didn't like it. Not a big fan of those half-staged, half-in-ring matches, you know, when they're out and out somewhere else, off location, and they come back and have a match. I'm not a big fan of those. They don't usually hit very well for me. Uh, Creed's and Kemp having a great feud. Curious to see what is next for Kemp, the Creed brothers. Uh, don't know if their feud is going to continue onwards or not. It sounds like they're they're not done with each other just yet. And like I said, the main event and the opening matches were both really, really good. I, I enjoyed this Halloween Havoc this year. Going to give the show overall 7.5 out of 10. I would recommend you go check it out. Worthwhile. Good job, NXT, right there. Right, let's kick into Monday Night Raw. They're in North Carolina this week. North Kakalaki, as some people like to call it, if you will. Uh, the show kicks off yet again with the Judgment Day. Uh, they seem to kick off almost every Raw nowadays. Uh, they they rehash some of the usual stuff that they've been saying the last few weeks. Priest screams at the crowd to rise over and over again. Just rise, boo, rise, more booing, and so on. Uh, crowd booing Dominic Mysterio the second he speaks, so his heat levels are still quite quite high. Made me laugh. The OC and AJ Styles interrupt. They compare Dom to No Neck Jimmy James Ellsworth. Um, okay, that's uh, that was a hell of a hell of a name to pull out there, AJ. But I like it. Made me laugh. So there you go. Now we move into a singles match. Finn Balor with the Judgment Day, obviously, versus Carl Anderson with Gallows and AJ Styles. Get a nice diving neck breaker from Anderson. Fighting breaks out between the OC and Judgment Day. Rhea slams the big man Gallows on the outside. Ripley low blows Anderson. Finn Balor gets the W. Uh, heating up the water a little bit here between the two teams leading up to Crown Jewel. Match was fine. Um, yeah, you know, like it's it's going to be an, an okay feud. Uh, Carl and Anderson, whatever the fuck. Uh, Carl Anderson and, and Gallows, they're fine. I just, I don't think they're like all that fantastic in the ring or anything, but we'll see where it goes. Now we got the Miz in the ring. He's addressing that Gargano said that he's hiding a secret. Miz tells a story that Gargano says is not true. Uh, Johnny wants the truth, and that means 
our truth shows up. So our truth is like, you want the truth? Well, you got the all truth. Uh, our truth comes out. He lays down the whole entirety of the what's up rap. I fucking love the what's up rap. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? That's some good shit, man. Made me laugh. Giving it a thumbs up. Crowd is fired up for the hometown our truth So that's why he's making an appearance here tonight. Johnny and Truth trash talk the Miz and he and uh, his deflated balls and defending the deliciousness of Carolina's mac and cheese. So, okay, we got some Carolina stuff going on right now in the ring. I I mean, I'm a fan of mac and cheese myself. So, uh, yeah, okay, good, good stuff for mac and cheese. We got a match. The Miz versus R-Truth. A hooded man in the crowd distracts the Miz, um, allowing uh, R-Truth rolls up uh, the Miz for the W here. The hooded man reveals himself to be Johnny Gargano. Ah, there you go. Fun segment. Nice to see R-Truth. Match was, wasn't really anything. It was just more of a fun segment overall. And it was decent. Now we got Elias backstage. He finds Matt Riddle playing some bongos. He warns Riddle not to interrupt him ever again. Bro apologizes. He plays his bongos really badly. He is shooshed by Gable. They all share words. Eh, not the best segment. I don't. I don't. So far, I don't really like the the chemistry between Riddle and um, Elias. I mean, nothing's going to top the cuteness and the and the chemistry that he had with Randy Orton. But uh, again, another thing we'll see where it goes. Uh, excuse me. Now we got Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Seth Friggin comes out. He wants to watch the match and join uh, the commentary team, so he does just that. Theory taking a selfie mid-match eats a kick right in the back of the head. That's what you get. Then Ali with a lovely 450 splash to the outside onto Theory. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. <coughs> Excuse me. Seth interferes, allowing Theory to hit A-Town down for the W. Decent match. I, I really like the neckbreaker that Theory does. He just, like, throws him up, like, up and then down onto his knee. Looks really fucking cool. Seth picks the bones of Ali after the match, uh, talking trash to him all throughout. Seth walks away. Mustafa jumps him on the way on the, on the stage. They're separated, and Ali is pissed, so possibly they're they're going into a program here with uh, Seth frickin' Rollins and Mustafa Ali. Uh, I feel like their matches are going to be really good, but Mustafa Ali as a character, not very interesting whatsoever. Uh, next, you got, speaking of pissed, The Miz is pissed at Gargano for dressing up as Dexter Loomis and scaring him and causing him to lose his match. JBL and Baron Corbin show up, Johnny making fun of Baron. Tensions get a little high, but it stays clean for now. Now we got a four-on-one handicap match. Oh, almost comes out with MVP. Before the match, we must suffer through. Um, MVP has to talk about Almost's hands, and he gives us a pretty funny impression of Braun Strowman. The match begins, Almost wins it. It was bad. Thumbs down. Chad Gable now with Otis versus Elias. Crowd is quite quiet for Elias, man. He used to be literally one of the most over wrestlers on the roster. And uh, now since they tried that Zeke thing, which was just a fucking nightmare, it was so bad and dumb. And uh, yeah, the crowd's really like quieted down on, on Elias. Hopefully he can get it back, man, because I thought the Elias thing was really entertaining. He'd come out, chirp, uh, sing a really funny song, kind of like, uh, a, a WWE's version of um, Max Caster and his rap. 
Elias would come out every week with a new song, sing it, uh, usually making fun of the the town he's in, making fun of the sports team. It was really entertaining. It was good stuff, and the crowd really liked it. I mean, WWE stands for Walk with Elias is one of the... That was one of the better catchphrases, and it was over like Rover, man, and now it's just silence, so really not good. Hope he can get it back, though. Gable does a nice diving headbutt. Gable moonsaults right into a knee from Elias. Drift away and a victory for Elias. It is okay match. Otis attacks Elias after the match. Uh, Riddle runs down for the save. Are we getting a, a Matt Riddle and Elias tag team? Could be decent. It's just uh, the initial chemistry that they have backstage so far hasn't been like very good. But um, on paper, it sounds like it should work. So I wouldn't be against them trying it. But uh, I think Elias should just be on his own. And Riddle, I don't know why they're so convinced that he needs somebody all the time. He's always seems to be attached to somebody. But again, we're going to have to just wait and see what they decide they're going to do with it. I'd be fine with the tag team, but I just don't think it's necessary. Now we got JBL. He's dancing his way down to the ring. He introduces Baron Corbin, and he's going to have a match versus Johnny Gargano. Baron slams Johnny onto the announce table. JBL and Baron celebrate with high fives. JBL interfering. Ref doesn't see it. Baron hits end, end of days for the W. Another match that was just kind of okay. Not really anything special going on about it. Uh, looks like maybe we're going to start seeing Baron Corbin string some wins together. It's been a while, so... See what's going on here with Baron Corbin. So far, so good, I guess, with him and JBL. Not really much to say about it. JBL is 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 fantastic, but yeah, so far, so good, I guess, question mark. Anyway, we move now on to the main event. We've got a singles match, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, and she is out there with damage control, of course. Bailey attempted the KOD on Belair, but she counter it. She counters it into Bailey's Bailey to Belly suplex slam thing. I, I like that. I miss the days of, of superstars stealing each other's finishers like The Rock and, and Stone Cold back in the day, just going out of control with that stuff. It was it was a, it was an early, late 90s, early 2000s thing. I wouldn't mind to see it coming back. Bianca kicks out of a top rope Bailey to belly suplex. Belair powerbombs Bailey onto the announce table. It doesn't break. Then she powerbombs her into the ring post. The ring post doesn't break, so nothing's breaking. Uh, damage control beating down Bailey on the outside. Ref goes out there to eject them both. And then Nikki Cross, out of nowhere, jumps off the top rope, takes out the ref, takes out damage control, and okay, interesting. Bianca has the match won with a KOD, but there's no ref to make the count. Nikki comes back to attack Belair, allowing Bailey to steal the win over Bianca. Okay. Uh,. This match, it gave them a lot of time for this match. Uh, definitely was, that was a, what, I was almost like a damn near half hour long, like, event right there. They gave them a lot of time uh, for this main event. Long match, perhaps a little bit too long in my opinion. I thought it got a little bit boring at times. Uh, but the match still overall was solid. I enjoyed it. Uh, I am curious to see what they plan to do with Nikki Cross. Is she joining up with Damage Control? Is she going to be doing her own thing again? Um, all I know is regardless, she looks like she's dropped the superhero gimmick thing finally. No more Nikki ASH, almost a superhero. I felt there was potential there with a couple things that they teased they were maybe going to do with her in that gimmick. Like, I was hoping that maybe she would do... Um, kind of like the 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 boys the show the boys on hbo maybe do a homelander thing where she thinks she's like uh really awesome holy fuck that scared the shit out of me my cat just sneezed and i don't know where she is and i was like fuck, she's behind me oh my god um 
what the hell is it saying? Yeah, make uh, Nikki into like a, a psychopath superhero. Like she thinks she's all good and everything, but she's actually like just a fucking evil psychopath. I thought maybe if they went in that route with it a little bit, they kind of did a little bit, but nah, it just it just wasn't working. And uh, thankfully, it looks like they're dropping that gimmick. It looks like she's going back to the crazy, loose cannon, out of control Nikki Cross, which is great because that's that's the way that I like my Nikki Cross, nice and crazy. Um, back to uh, the overall uh, the show. Uh, not the best episode this week. None of the matches really stood out at all. A lot of just kind of matches to, to have matches. Judgment Day and the OC stuff moving along. Uh, it's not really escalating that much. Uh, I want absolutely nothing to do with Almost and Braun Strowman. That's just going to be a fucking terrible match that no one wants to see. Nice to see our truth on TV again, and I'm glad to see Nikki has gotten a gimmick change. Thankfully, uh, that's that's great news. It's great to see. Uh, we'll see where uh, where Nikki ends up in in the mix on the women's division. Looks like they're gonna have her hopefully up there in the main event scene. Don't know if she's gonna try and get into a program with uh, Bianca again. It's just a lot of up in the air stuff. Uh, that's how you got to do it, man. You got to let leave the people wanting a little bit more more answers. So I'll definitely be checking out next week to see what the hell's going on with her. But overall, I thought the show was meh, like okay, not that great, not bad, but definitely not like I was struggling to stay awake on this one. It was just pretty slow. Not not a lot of interesting stuff going on. Honestly, gonna give the show a five and a half out of ten. Maybe next week, raw. Moving on now to NXT 2.0. The show is kicking off with a tag team match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. You have Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stocks going up against the champions, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Lyons and Starks catch the champs on the outside and give them stereo slams on the floor. Cool assisted moonsault by the champs. I enjoyed that move. Zoe dodges a kick from Chance and rolls her up for the win. And no! Wait, what's that? They what? Oh. Oh, okay. So there apparently was an unseen tag. Starks didn't pin uh, the the proper competitor, that the legal competitor in the ring. So the match is restarted. Get a super near fall on Zoe off of the super Spanish fly. Very nice move right there. Starks knocked to the outside. Champs hit the awesome finisher. It's a 450 splash neckbreaker combo. And they retain their championships. Oh, snap. Uh, hell of a tag team match. Uh, the miss tag was clear as day. Like, it was very obvious what was about to happen. And, um, yeah, it made the outcome of the match really predictable for me anyway. But uh, still, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was a really good tag team match. Crowd was super into it. Some very cool tag team moves, especially that 450 neckbreaker combo. That thing is sick. And uh, good chemistry from both teams. I enjoy both of these tag teams right now. It was nice to see Zoe and Lions as champs for a second. They, uh, like, I was happy for them, but we all, like, my wife was like, there, that's not the legal tag and all that. So she was flipping out. And uh, I still liked it, though, giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Now we got the new North American champ, Wes Lee. He is in the ring crowd is uh chanting you deserve it and that's very nice i think yeah he deserves it i would have preferred um what's his face uh nathan frazier i think he's uh, a little bit better but i like wesley my wife does not like wesley that was news to me i was like excuse me so i did not know that <laughs> uh west thanks the crowd very nice stuff and then grayson waller interrupts the good vibes 
R-Truth also makes another appearance. What's up with that? What's up? <laughs> he's he's dressed up as the Joker. He welcomes everyone to Halloween Havoc. It is not Halloween Havoc, R-Truth. That was, that was three days ago. <laughs> Truth says he loves the British accent on Grayson Waller. Again, he has a Australian accent, so it's just fucking hilarious stuff. Wes and Grayson tell R-Truth that Halloween Havoc was three days ago. He goes, oh, my bad, man. And then he asks them how they did. Just ridiculously hilarious. Grayson tries the cheap shot R-Truth. He dodges it. They beat down Grayson Waller. Fucking hilarious, man. R-Truth is just ridiculously funny. I was laughing throughout the whole segment, and I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh, after that, you got Apollo Crews. He is interviewed. He says he wants to go after the NXT Championship. Since in his original run in NXT, he never actually got it. And then he went up to Raw or SmackDown or whatever and did not do very good. Now he's back. He wants to go after the NXT Championship. So we'll see if maybe we move into a Braun Breaker Apollo Crews programming here pretty soon. Now you got Quincy Elliott. He is in the ring. Welcomes Shotzi to the ring. So the two um, hosts of Halloween Havoc back in there. Uh, Shotzi ends up having a match versus Lash Legend. Quincy doing some form of twerk. To throw off Lash Legend, it, it worked. <clears throat> Shotzi hits her finisher, calling it Never Wake Up, I think it's called. It's just a modified DDT with, like, her leg twisted. It's 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 fine. Match was meh, nothing special going on with that. Now you got Brutus Creed with Julius Creed in the ring, the Creed Brothers. Julius' hands are absolutely mangled from the ambulance match. Like, if you watched it, he got his hands slammed into the doors like a bunch of times, and the damage is done, dude. Like, his hands were fucking mangled. They looked brutal. Brutus thanks his brother for saving his career. Brutus is supposed to have a five-minute match with Kemp or some shit, but Kemp ain't cleared to fight, so he sends out Sangha and Veer Mahan to attack the Creeds. Well, I don't know if he does that, but they come out there and attack. Uh, honestly, I really love the pairing of Sangha and Veer Mahan. I think that's... That's just a great pairing. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Both guys are kind of like, they're kind of wandering on the roster, not really knowing what they're going to do. And they're desperate for tag teams, more tag teams. And I, I like it so far. So they attack the Creeds, trying to give themselves a little bit of, um, I don't know, noticeability on the roster. And I've taken notice. I think it's cool. Now we got a tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Blade and Anofe versus Pretty Deadly. Anofi and Blade exploding out of the gates with all with a whole bunch of offense. They're just dominating out of the gates early. We get a big dive from Blade over the ring post. Very impressive athleticism right there. Anofi and Blade getting some near falls. The selling from Castle, realizing he almost lost his titles, was fucking awesome. Like the look on his face was just great, great selling, great, just great work right there. I'm giving that a thumbs up. Champs hit the spilled milk and they retain their titles. Uh, very good effort out of Blade and Anofe. Um, displayed some really cool tag team offense. These guys are really growing on me. Character-wise, they're pretty plain vanilla white bread. Not much going on with that. But in, in the ring, they're, they're quite impressive. They're pretty good. I like their chemistry as a team. So I enjoyed the match, giving it a 7 out of 10. And of course, good selling, good emotions, funny match out of Pretty Deadly as well. All right, now we're going to schism. So they've had they've been teasing a new member uh, over the last couple weeks here, and here we are. We're gonna reveal their newest member. She reveals herself. Her name is Ava Rain, and uh, she is the the Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson's legitimate daughter, as far as I know. Uh, I can kind of see the resemblance. I can kind of see the shape of the Rock's head on her. 
Otherwise, she looks a lot more like her mother. But I can see the rock in her. I can see it. I can see it. Um, honestly, man, there, there wasn't much to be said. The schism said their shit. And then she said some fucking weird schism shit, too. Uh, honestly, I'm really nervous for her if this is where they're going to start her with her career on a fucking shitty gimmick like this. She didn't seem to make it any better. Uh, a slight amount of interest now that there's a new member. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes with Miss um, Ava Rain. Uh, I wish she wasn't with the schism or anything like that. We'll see where, where it goes, but right now, as it is, I'm fucking nervous for her. I'm, I'm nervous that this could really hinder her career to be put into a gimmick with Schism right now, but we'll see. We get a weird message from someone calling themselves Scripps? Scripes? I don't know. They claim uh, they are going to tear NXT apart. Okie dokie then. So it looks like they're teasing some new person coming around. I don't know. It was a very brief little message, but it was weird. Now you got Indy Hartwell versus Sol Ruka. Indy puts down the, the new girl, Sol Ruka, very fast with a big elbow strike to the back of the head for the dub. Basically a squash match, like a, a, a few extra seconds maybe over a squash match. But yeah, nothing special at all. Electra Lopez arrives. She beats down both women. Uh, apparently, I honestly do not remember Electra Lopez. She might have like debuted and then got hurt pretty soon so i don't remember a fucking thing about her but i love the name and she looks pretty cool so uh welcome back now we got to chase you class in session duke hudson is being a douchebag in class andre chase flips his top on duke duke apologizes not the best chase you segment um you know he was like he asked for a pencil girl wouldn't give it to him or he needed a pen i don't know it wasn't very good but I see where they're going with this. I just don't want Duke to ruin this, like the Chase U thing. But I, I see where it's going. Uh, it can be very funny. We'll just so far uh, that first segment wasn't very not not great. Okay, main event time, baby. This one I was like my eyebrows raised. I was like, are you serious? Really? This is the main event in a good way. Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough. I was like, oh fuck yeah. I was like, I, like when it came to the triple threat at Halloween Havoc. I would have been like I would have, it would have been a better match in my opinion if Braun Breaker just wasn't in it and we just had these two guys going at it so I get my wish here and uh, let's just get into it. Dragunov has his right side taped up from Halloween Havoc so he's still dealing with some injuries. JD McDonough slams Ilya hard into the ta table, uh, just slammed his ribs really really hard. The selling out of Dragunov is just fucking god level. He is selling it so hard that he's in so much pain. Ref has to call medical over to come look at him. Uh, they say they clear him, so the match continues. McDonough working down the injured ribs all throughout the match. Get a superplex from Ilya into a brutal MMA elbow from from um, Ilya on JD. Just a fucking vicious elbow right to the mouth. Like, oh, so good. Thumbs up for that. JD catches Dragunov mid-torpedo strike into a submission. That was just fucking sweet. Uh, McDonough squeezing the life out of Dragunov. He starts bleeding out of the mouth. Get a rare blood spot in WWE. JD McDonough won't let go of the hold. And uh, yeah, eventually he does let it go. But the damage done on Dragunov. Jesus, what a fucking, what a battle. Great storytelling from both competitors. The That ruthless nature of JD McDonough. And the insane resilience and intensity of Dragunov was absolutely excellent. Loved it. 
The, the match was very, very sound. I love the way that JD was just working on the ribs. Ridiculous resiliency, like I said, shown from Druganov getting back into it as best as he can, but he just isn't able to hold on. The blood at the end just added that little bit of extra drama, that little bit of extra intensity that, you know, is, is really helpful. A little, a little bit of blood goes a long way. Too much blood can ruin it, but a little bit of blood like that just makes that makes that moment all that more better. And I really lo I love the match. Going to give it an 8 out of 10. Great match. And then, uh, good overall NXT this week. Both title matches were pretty good. The tag team title matches. Schism, again, just has me, like, uninterested. Helps now that they have the new member, who is the daughter of one of the most famous persons in the world right now. But I, I am nervous for her that she has to do a, a schism thing. We'll see where it goes. You know, I'm going to have an open mind about it um, as best as I can for schism because it's just been crap, in my opinion. But... Yeah, really, uh, I do really like the Kemp versus the Creed brothers. That feud is getting really intense. And, of course, I love just anything with JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov. It's always going to be good stuff. Uh, I really like the show this week. Going to give it a 7 out of 10. Good show and good job, NXT. Now, let's swing over to AEW Dynamite. They are in Virginia this week. The show kicks off with a tag team match. You got the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. They're going up against uh, Blackpool Fight Club's Claudio Castanoli and Wheeler Yuta. Claudio pins Jericho for the W. Very sound tag team match. Honestly, I was talking to my wife more so than paying attention to the match, but match was solid. I didn't see anything like overly spectacular. I may have missed it. That's my fault. But what I did notice is that Jake Haggard is still rocking the purple bucket hat. And he's like totally made that his thing now. He's all about the bucket hat, protecting the bucket hat, loving the bucket hat. It's good stuff. After the match backstage, Brian Danielson is getting interviewed. Wheeler Yuta gets in his face a little bit. It's it's very, very sweaty. There's a lot of heavy breathing. It's filled up with testosterone. Fucking fight club getting all fired up. I don't know if possibly Yuta is going to get into a match with Brian Danielson. Seems to be a lot of infighting in the Blackpool Fight Club, but they're just a lot of very intense men, and uh, they just want to get it on, King. After that, you got Jericho Appreciation Society. They're getting interviewed now, but they are having like audio issues. Microphones are cutting out, and like it's just kind of hard to hear. Uh, too much yelling and screaming, I'm guessing, but I do believe that Chris Jericho uh, had an open challenge made for the Ring of Honor World Championship, so the possibility of him um, defending his title next week, I didn't actually catch many, many of the words that they said. Now we got a tag team match, this is a number one contenders match, you got Swerve in Our Glory going up against FTR, oh baby. Get some nice big bear claw shots from Keith Lee, those things are just brutal. Throwing those around like crazy. Dax gets the hot tag. He goes on a chop fest, just chopping down everybody. FTR with a nice power bomb, snapdragon combo into a near fall. That was cool. Lee throws Dash at Swerve, and Swerve catches him into a power bomb, a sit out power bomb, I believe. It was very nice. Dax with a nice deadlift power bomb, then eats a pounce from Keith Lee right after it. I was I'm, like, it's getting crazy now. The pace has really gone up. This is awesome chance from the crowd. Dax nails a ridiculous superplex on the 400-pound. Keith Lee goes crashing down to the mat. Nails, and then uh, Cash nails a splash right after that. And we get a near fall there. 
FTR somehow nailed the big rig on Keith Lee. Again, the man is 400 pounds. He is massive. Uh, but Swerve is able to break up the pin there. Swerve hits a sneaky low blow. The guns are holding on to Cash on the outside, allowing Lee to obliterate Dax for the huge W for Swerve and our glory. <clears throat> they are now the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Damn, dude, that was a great match. Uh, so many awesome tag moves, great near falls, just a really well-done match overall. I enjoyed both teams, especially Keith Lee, man. He's just so much fun to watch. I, I, I can watch Keith Lee all day. He's just so much... Such a weird talent, how big he is, but he moves around kind of like a cruiserweight. It's crazy. 8 out of 10. Great match. After that, you got Renee. She is interviewing MJF. Nice uh, crowd. Nice uh, crowd is nice and hot for MJF. Of course, who isn't? Who doesn't love MJF? I mean, come on. MJF does an incredible impression of John Moxley, like walking around and talking like I'm fucking. I was giggling like a little girl on that one, giving that a thumbs up. He promises he's not going to use his diamond ring to win the ch the championship at full gear. Everything's going great. We're having a good time. Great promo. And then Stokely Hathaway comes out. Yuck. Hate this guy. MGF slaps the mic out of his hand, tells him not to lay a finger, a butterfinger, on Mox's head or he's fired. So that just solidified the fact that MGF and Stokely are, in fact, working together. But uh, thankfully, MGF clearly wears the pants in the relationship, so that's good. Great promo from MGF. Thumbs up for that. I am ready, fully and um, totally ready for him to become the champion, the AEW champion. I think he... I think it's time, baby. I think they should pull the trigger. Let's do this shit. Now we got Sammy Guevara ugh, with Ty Mello ugh, versus Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah, that's better. <clears throat> Get a nice springboard cutter from Sammy Guevara really early. Nice move right there. Lots of nice technical wrestling from Brian Danielson, of course. Then a lovely springboard moonsault from Guevara. I mean, he can move, man. Guevara can move in the ring for sure. I'm not saying he can't wrestle. I just don't like him as a person. Mello getting in some cheap shots on Brian on the outside. We get some stiff kicks to Brian, but that just pisses him off. He goes absolutely strong style mode, beating the shit out of Guevara. I mean, he's chopping him down, kicking him, just beating the fuck out of him. Awesome stuff. Thumbs up for that. Brian uh, locks in the LaBelle lock, but Sammy is, somehow is able to fight out of it. I thought he was Dunyan rings right there, but he got out of it. Get a poison Rana, then a big old running knee strike from Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson. I'm never going to get that right. Uh, he lays in some brutal stomps on top of that. Also lays in some stiff elbows for good measure. Referee calls the match. It's over. Danielson gets the victory. Oh, baby. This one was beat red chest verified stiff. Holy moly. What a stiff match. I mean, Brian Danielson might be one of the stiffest workers in AEW, if not the. I mean, he will kick your ass and, and not look back. Um, <clears throat> great match. Love the match. I... I hate Sammy Guevara, man, but man, he can wrestle. He can put on a good match. I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10 as well. Great match. Now you got Ray Phoenix, Luchasaurus, Christian. They're all fighting, bickering, yelling at each other backstage. And then Orange Cassidy pops out, says, Are y'all arguing about this? He pulls out his title and he's like, Let's get it on next week. So it looks like we're going to have a triple threat match next week. Ray Phoenix, Luchasaurus versus Orange Cassidy. That should be amazing. There's a hilarious little spot there when Orange came out. I was giggling, so that was good stuff. 
Next up, you got a match, singles match, Jamie Hayter with Britt Baker and Rebel versus Riho. We get a nice dive from Riho onto Jamie Hayter from the top rope to the outside. Just ridiculous. Bit of an awkward fall here for Rio off the counter, but she's fine. She's good. She got up, you know, ref checked on her. I, I just thought she kind of fell a little high on her arms. I was worried that maybe she might have, like, broke a wrist or something, but she's all good. Baker getting involved on the outside, grabbing onto Rio's feet. Get a crazy reversal from Riho into a cold red. I mean, she gets tossed up and just, bam, nails a cold red out of nowhere. That was sick, giving that a thumbs up. Hater takes Rio's head off with a ridiculous uh, lariat, and she gets the W. I like this match as well. Uh, nice counters from Riho. I mean, that code red counter was was awesome. And Hater is such a brawler. I'm absolutely in love with uh, Jamie Hater. She's uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite female wrestler on the roster right now. I like the match, giving it a 7 out of 10. Now we got Eddie Kingston. Welcome back, my dude. Uh, he's getting interviewed by Renee. He's asked how he feels about Moxley's match. That's going to happen later on tonight against Penta. He goes with his boy Moxley, of course, and he says, everyone else, just leave me alone. So he's kind of hinting at the at the heat that he had with Sammy Guevara backstage, allegedly put his hands on Sammy. He got suspended. He is back now, and now he's just saying, nobody come near me. I'm happy, Eddie Kingston. I'm happy. I'm super happy. Just don't fuck with me. Uh, but welcome back, Eddie Kingston. Uh, great to see him back. We get a cool video promo from Darby Allen after that. I, I like the promo, giving it a thumbs up. Uh, Lethal and crew respond saying that they're going to whoop his ass next week. So it looks like we're continuing on with the Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. So I'm fine with that. Now we got the main event, baby. We got a singles match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Penta El Cero Miro versus John Maxi, baby. And do not try and tell me that I said that incorrectly or correctly because I honestly, I, I'm not, I don't even know. I'm just trying to, you know, don't worry about it. Anyway. Mox and Penta fighting on the outside. Penta grabs a hat from a fan on the outside and he puts it on his head, does a little dance. Made me laugh, so I'm giving it a thumbs up. Get a cutter, then a pile driver from Moxley. Nice selling there from Penta. A brutal looking shoulder attack from from Penta. That just looked really painful. He pulled out Mox's shoulder, looked, looked brutal. Mox DDTs Penta on onto the top of the steel steps, holy moly. Penta nails a package pile driver and a ridiculous near fall. I mean, had to have been like six millimeters that he got his shoulder up, but Moxley kicks it out. Mox nails two Death Riders and he retains his title. Hell yeah, man. Hard hitting match. Uh, great main event. Good match. Giving it a seven and a half out of ten. Really enjoy Penta. Um, Penta isn't as skilled in the ring or is as insane to watch as Ray Phoenix is, but I still love Penta. He's so cool. John Moxley, I mean, come on now, it's John Moxley. He's the shit. And then after the match, Stokely Hathaway and the Goon Squad jump Moxley after the match. The Blackpool Fight Club is locked out of the building. They can't come down and help out Moxley. MJF comes out. He appears to want to help out, but he's conflicted a little bit. He leaves. But then he runs back out. He runs down, pushes everyone off of Moxley. He's yelling at Stokely, yells at him that he is fired. Hooray! But then, MGF gets his ass beat down by, by Stokely and the crew. He gets put through a table, the whole thing. It's a fucking massacre. And Dynamite ends. So, looks like we're, the relationship between Stokely and MGF is over. I don't know what they're planning on doing with that. Are they trying to somehow make MGF a babyface out of this? 
or are they just trying to make it look as legit as possible that he that if he wins he beats John Moxley he wants to win clean so we'll see it could all be a ruse that he's just it's all pretend and Mo and MGF is just trying to make it look like he's gonna win legit he ends up bringing out Stokely at full gear and then they beat Moxley somehow by shenanigans but we can only have, we'll have to wait and see but I can see either scenario coming out. I'm just, it, I'm just, I just want the match to happen, and 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 maybe MGF to win it. That would be pretty key. Anyway, I thought the, I thought Dynamite this week was really, really good. Uh, lots of good wrestling throughout. Pretty much every match was good. I imagine the first tag team match was good as well. I just didn't watch it as attentively as I normally do. Um, yeah, it's really rare to see every match on the card to be like good or or better than good. This was a really nice card for this week. Really enjoyed it. Promos and interviews were pretty solid as well. Going to give the show a 7.5 out of 10. Really enjoyed my Dynamite this week, and we'll be moving on to something else. All right, and we're moving on to something else. Let's do Friday Night SmackDown. They were in St. Louis, Missouri this week. Show kicks off with a tag team match. Got the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland, and Butch versus Solo, Sokoa, and Sami Zayn. They're out there with the, the Uso brothers. Ridge and Solo have a headbutt off in the middle of the ring. That was pretty funny. Sammy and Jay bickering on the outside. Ridge barrels through the both of them. Just fucking knocks them down. Butch rolls up Zane for the W. Solid tag team match. Uh, after Bloodline is arguing after the match. The bros, Jimmy and Jay, get in each other's face. This summons the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And the wise man, Paul Heyman. St. Louis acknowledges Roman's nice uh St. Louis acknowledges Roman with a nice loud pop. Roman wants the beef squashed, but which beef is he talking about? We talking about Sami Zayn and Jay, we talking about Jay and Jimmy, what are we doing? Sami speaks up. He apologized to Jay for whatever it was that he did that pissed him off, offers his hand in apology, but Jay says, "Oh hell nah." He goes off on Sami and saying that he's not actually a blood he's not actually blood and and he would do anything to defend his brothers and and, and family and all that and and us and um sammy's not even a real fucking uso so he's just flipping pretty goddamn good performance right there from uh jay it was very good and um he says he doesn't give a damn what the tribal chief wants and oh shit Roman fucking just pops up. Fucking, what the hell did you just say? He mean mugs the shit out of Jay. Sammy steps in again and defends Jay yet again. Says he hasn't been very oozy lately. <laughs> and this just absolutely breaks the character of everybody in the ring. They're all trying to hold in their laughter. It's It was just so well done. Um, Bloodline can't hold it together, man. I we're, My wife and I are laughing so hard at this point. Thumbs up for that. Roman runs with the Usi thing. He goes up to Jay. He's like, oh, it's is that why you've been such a dick lately? You haven't been Usi enough and stuff like that. It's so funny. The crowd's absolutely loving it. But then they get it all together. Roman says he's going to make Sammy a full-blown Uso. Oh, shit. Sammy is over the moon, and Jay is super ultra mega pissed. That was freaking awesome, man. The Usi thing, that's going to be a thing from now on, I imagine. I feel like they did it before last week, but this week, like, in particular, like, Roman was laughing. It looked like Paul Heyman. They wouldn't show Paul Heyman, but I'm pretty sure he was laughing, too. Everyone was laughing, trying to hold character, but I think they all broke character, but it was a really funny moment, giving it a thumbs up. After that, moving into a tag team match, got the Maximum Male Models versus The New Day. Got a stiff-looking Midnight Hour from The New Day. 
looks like he kind of just landed like right on one of the models, but they get the win, the New Day do, and um, it was an okay match. Uh, they're trying to fluff up the New Day a little bit here so they can try and stop the Usos from passing their record tag team title reign, so they're going to start utilizing them because New Day's been like non-existent for a little while now, but they're starting to get a little more airtime here. After that match, you got Sonya Deville. She's talking trash about Liv Morgan, which is great. I mean, I always love when people are talking trash about Liv Morgan. And then she's rudely interrupted and jumped and attacked by Liv Morgan. They fight around the back a bit until they get separated by fucking referees and shit. Morgan has begun to lose her mind. Uh, this is pretty fun. I mean, can Liv Morgan salvage her career after that terrible SmackDown Women's Championship title run where she literally had zero emotion, zero energy, just nothing, and now all of a sudden she loses her title and she's like kind of got something going here, so I'm going to go with it. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how crazy Liv Morgan's going to get, but it's better than her title runs, so I like this Liv Morgan a lot more than what she's been doing for like the last year, so it's not too bad. Now we got Ronda Rousey, she is in the ring, she's got a microphone, she wants to have an open challenge, but she's being a total bitch to the crowd, like, oh, do you guys deserve it, and all that stuff, it's pretty entertaining. She asks for an opponent, and it's Emma, oh, um... Emma, okay, well, she's been here before, didn't like her in her initial run in the WWE, she went off to, um, she's been in Impact Wrestling for a little while now, honestly not a big fan of her in Impact either, her character is just, like, very, like, I, the idea of the character is fine, like, it's just a, some stuck-up, all-about-me character, it's just, I don't think she does it very well, I don't think she's very, she's not bad in the ring, she's just very boring, I don't like her very much, but, um, She's got a singles match here. Now for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Emma versus Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's getting an opportunity here, that's for sure. Got a nice stiff kick to the gut of Emma. Emma pulls off a tarantula out of nowhere. Oh, wow, that was impressive. Ronda takes control. She locks in the armbar, and Emma taps out. It was an okay match. Ronda acting like a heel. Uh, she seems to be flip-flopping between heel and babyface, like... Every couple weeks, she'll be really nice and happy, and then the next week, she's like a bitch and miserable, so I don't really know what Ronda is right now. She's heel or babyface. I think I like the heel Ronda a little bit more. She seems to have more fun with it, so I guess I'll go with heel Ronda Rousey. I think it's a little bit better. Now we get a six-man tag team match, Legado Del Fantasma with Selena Vega, of course, versus Hit Row. Uh, with BFAB, and they needed a third partner, and they decided to go with Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, random as fuck, but okay, let's go with it. Poor innocent Selena, who would do no harm to anyone, gets kicked by the evil mean. Just absolutely vicious. BFAB, unbelievably cruel, evil act by her. Why would you kick Selena? She's so innocent. She's so beautiful. How dare you? Legato cornering Adonis, beating the crap out of him. Top Dollar comes in, and he does his big double strongest slam, gets uh, Legato up on his shoulders and, and slams them both at the same time. Then he friggin' walks up the top rope like a cruiserweight, which he very is not. He's a very, very large man, and uh, jumps up there, stands up there for a little bit, then he just kind of jumps off with like a kind of an underwhelming punch, but still ridiculously impressive for a man his size to jump up onto the top rope like that. I um, was quite impressed. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Maybe next time do like a sweet arm drag or something off the top. Then I would have like blew a load or something. I don't know. I would have been really crazy. 
Shinsuke hits the Kinshasa for the W. Not a bad match. The combo of Hit Row and Shinsuke, like I said, is random as fuck. Um, not who I would have picked, honestly. I thought R-Truth might have came out because that would have been so perfect. He raps just like freaking, um, what the hell they call it? Hit Row, Shit Row. And on top of that, he's been making appearances on every show this week, and this would have been a good opportunity to get him on SmackDown. They didn't do it, and we didn't get R-Truth this week, so missed opportunity right there in my opinion. After this, you got LA Knight. He's being interviewed backstage by Kayla, but Ricochet interrupts him, calling him... Uh, calling LA Knight a dick and stuff. Uh, what the hell, Ricochet? I mean, LA Knight's the man. Like, what the hell? I, I, I like both of you, but it looks like maybe these two are going to get into it next week, but not this week. Now you get a singles match. Karrion Cross with Scarlet versus Madcap Moss. Cross beating down Madcap with stiff strikes, some suplexes, but he keeps kicking out. Kicking out, I mean, Madcap keeps kicking out. Madcap gets a little comeback. Crowd behind him just a little bit. Scarlet with a distraction, and um, eats a boot to the, what the hell's that, Mad, oh, Madcap eats a boot to the face, side suplex, and forearm strike, cross wins the match, uh, the match was okay, I like the performance from Madcap, but dude, this guy needs a gimmick or something, like, he looks like a default creator wrestler in WWE 2K, like, he's just got the plain black trunks, plain black uh, elbow pads and crap, he's got, like, hair and and some form of a beard or something he's just very vanilla very plain doesn't really have a whole lot going on i think he's pretty talented i i like him but uh he needs to get some sort of gimmick going here but um yeah cross chokes out madcap after the match um he has a microphone in his hand he's talking trash about mcintyre <sighs> boo carrying cross and scarlet i don't i'm not a big fan of either of you two so let's move on we have Rey Mysterio, he's backstage getting interviewed, but he gets jumped by Imperium, eats a big old Gunter chop, and Rey just drops, he's down. <laughs> I can't take too many of those chops. Uh, they will fight next week for the Intercontinental Championship, so that should be a pretty entertaining match. I always love watching Rey Mysterio in, in matches where he's going up against a guy that's like substantially bigger than him. They're, they usually end up being uh, well-done matches, and with Gunter in there, it should be pretty key. Okay, now we got, they've been teasing Bray Wyatt was going to be coming out tonight, so now it's time for him to come out and do his thing, so Bray Wyatt is in the building, his entrance is pretty cool, I, I do like it, uh, I like the piano intro of the song, the rest of the song, I don't love it, but it's not bad, it's not bad, it's just not my favorite song uh, that, that he's had, I, I honestly liked his old song the best. But I do like the piano intro, it's very cool. He comes out through, like, the door or whatever. The door's got, like, a creepy lights going on in the back. It's pretty cool. It's an alright entrance, not too bad. Nice to see the Fireflies back in the crowd. Bray talks about how he's going to be more real, but then, like, this weird video plays with the mask dude, which appears to be Bray Wyatt, with a top hat saying weird stuff, calls himself Uncle Howdy. So, show ends right there. I had to double check and be like, oh, that's how the show ended because it kind of just kicked into a hockey game. I was like, oh, okay, I guess it just ended. It kind of ended awkwardly, but it is what it is. So, yeah, Bray Wyatt, it's, it looks like they're still teasing that he's going to be doing something with a fiend, like a different style of fiend, but I don't know just yet. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, a weaker show this week. The Bloodline stuff was fantastic. Best part of the show by far is Sami Zayn. And uh, the Usos and all of them just kind of cracking up, having a good time in the ring. That was really funny. Bray Wyatt 
slowly bringing along his new character. Looks like, like I said, we might be doing some sort of version of the Fiend. It's not the same mask that he used to wear. It's some sort of different, not as cool looking mask, but, um... We'll see where it's going. I don't know. Like, it's he hasn't lost me yet, but I'm like, oh, it's kind of like more of the same Bray Wyatt stuff. But uh, we'll see where it goes. No matches I thought were any good this week. Nothing really stood out. Nothing particularly bad. Just a lot of okay, all right matches. I'm going to give the show this week a 5 out of 10. Just kind of mediocre show. Nothing really, nothing really all that good about it. All right. Let's go to the last show of the week. We've got... Friday Night Rampage, the show kicks off with John Moxley versus Matt Menard with Angelo Parker of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, absolutely, I love Matt Menard, man. He's such a freaking psychopath. It's rare to see him in a singles match, but we got that here this week, so let's see how he does. Mox takes the fight to the outside pretty much instantly. Classic Moxley offense on the outside. Parker gets a cheap shot in on Moxley. Menard slams. Uh, Moxley's Mox's nuts into the ring post and another cheap shot from Parker holy crap Mox takes over the match with a cutter and a King Kong lariat Parker interferes yet again Menard tries to do uh, Mox's stomps to him but Mox they they look absolutely terrible by the way they were like I think he was doing them terribly on purpose to make Moxley mad because it makes him mad he gets up Terrible idea by Matt to do that. Mox reverses it into a choke, and Menard taps out. Pretty solid match. Basically, it was basically a handicap match with all the shenanigans from Parker on the outside. He got involved like three or four times. Ridiculous. Menard was pretty good, surprisingly calm in the ring compared to his like over-the-top promos that he's always doing, screaming and yelling. Surprisingly calm in the ring. It was weird. Stokely comes out after the match. He wants Moxley to fight Lee Moriarty. Mox, without much hesitation at all, accepts the match. They will fight next week. Um, pretty good match overall. You know, nothing too crazy. It was solid. I, I I enjoyed it. You know, Matt Menard isn't known to be a singles wrestler. He's more of a, a, a tag team specialist, but it was still pretty entertaining fight. Next up, you got Keith Lee versus Serpentico. I totally forgot that Serpentico was a thing. Powerbomb from Lee, and it's over. It's literally just, it was so fast. It was like, what, 10 seconds or something? The match was over. Uh, Mercy Lee sends him to Mars with that powerbomb, though. Absolute squash match. Tony interviews Keith after the match. He asks him about the acclaimed. This summons the acclaimed. But no rap tonight. Oh, what the heck? No rap? The acclaimed are looking for daddy ass. They think Swerve kidnapped him. Then a video plays, and Swerve totally did kidnap Daddy Ass. What the fuck are you doing, Swerve? Swerve appears to attack Billy Gunn's scissoring hands with a pair of pliers. Oh my god, what a psychopath. Acclaimed run off to help, and Keith Lee looks very, very confused at what's going on. So, by the looks of it, Keith Lee had no idea that his partner Swerve was was doing whatever the fuck he was doing with Daddy Lee, or Daddy Ass, Daddy Lee. But um, looks like uh, Daddy S won't be scissoring anytime soon. His hands got beaten down pretty good. So interesting to see what's going to happen. So uh, Swerve and Our Glory have a, t have a title match coming up against the Acclaimed. So uh, interesting uh, little twist here on their little rivalry. It's interesting. I like it. Now you got Ty Mello with Sammy Guevara versus Madison Rain. Oh, oh God. I just mm, not Not for me, but let's get into it. Mello with a bowling shoe ugly backbreaker on the turnbuckle. 
Ty hits the Ty KO for the W. Pretty okay match, honestly. Surprisingly, it wasn't that bad. Ty and Rain trading some pretty stiff shots. More so Ty. She she had a little bit better striking, but lots of counters. It, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad. I was expecting an absolute trash fire of a match, but it wasn't it was not bad. Not good though. Now I wouldn't call it good, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Main event time, baby. We've got a singles match for the TNT Championship. Wardlow going up against Matt. Taven with the kingdom so Matt Taven is a very well-known ring of honor wrestler he uh, was one of their more decorated champions down in ring of honor at the time and he's uh, he's been over on impact wrestling for a little bit doing a doing a weird little group thing I forget what they call honor no more I think they were called uh, they were okay it was fine uh, you know not the the best thing about honor no more was PCO the freaking um, old French Canadian wrestler I can't remember his name um but yeah, um, PCO in TNA, that's our impact is one of the more, <laughs> one of the better things that they have going for them over there. And he's like this, he's a very, uh, he's an old school wrestler, man. He's been wrestling for like 30 years and he's still getting it done over there in, in impact. It's quite impressive. Anyway, to the match. Taven with a massive dive onto Wardlow, and when I say massive, it was a massive dive. Like that dude got some hang time. I was like, oh damn, so I got to give that a thumbs up. That was good. Taven working on the knee of Wardlow. Wardlow fights back with a huge lariat. Then not one, not two, not even three, but four power bombs for the symphony and the W for Wardlow. He retains his championship. Solid match. Taven doing what he can to try and win. And, uh, but Wardlow is just too big and strong for him. Wardlow is instantly jumped by the kingdom after the match. Joe comes down for the save, but then House Hobbs arrives with Cage, Gates of Agony, and a whole bunch of other dudes and shit. They jump Ward Joe, uh, and it's absolutely carnage. House Hobbs holds the TNT title up. Oh, damn. So... Maybe we're going to get a war. It looks like we're going to move into a Wardlow and um, a, pa -pa 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 powerhouse possible um, uh, rivalry here. That could be really uh, that could be pretty decent to massive individuals. I, I, I dare even say that powerhouse Hobbs is a bigger man than Wardlow. They're both just massive dudes. Um, show overall solid rampage this week. Nothing bad other than swerve kidnapping and hurting poor daddy ass and his scissoring hands. But that's not like, you know, not bad, bad. It's just like bad that it happened because, I mean, daddy ass, he's the shit. No particularly good matches that stood out this week in my eyes, uh, but nothing like bad. Six out of ten is rampage, and that is all the shows this week. So let's get into the final segment of the show and everybody's favorite segment. The three stars of the week. So let's start out with some shout outs before we get into the three stars. This is a bit of a heavy, heavy week for the three stars. Quite a few good to great matches this week. So got to start out with the Sami Zayn breaking the bloodline with the Usi thing. That was hilarious, man. Like, it's not too often you see wrestlers break character in that way where they're just like like holding on for dear life to like not laugh and break character. Like, I swear to God that. Jay Uso was like his eyes were watering. He was trying to hold in the laughter so hard, like his eye, like he was crying. He was trying so hard, but they all ended up laughing and giggling. It was really, really fucking funny. So here's to Usi. I have to give you um, a shout out for that. Creed versus um, Kemp in the ambulance match at Halloween Havoc. That was a very good match as well. I gave that a seven and a half out of ten. Sammy. Um, 
Sammy Guevara versus Brian Danielson on Dynamite was also a great match. Uh, really enjoyed it, though. Like I said uh, numerous times, don't like Sammy Guevara, but the kid, the kid can wrestle really good, and he's in there with one of the best wrestlers of, of current times, possibly ever. So, yeah, it was bound to be a great match, and it was. Dragunov versus JD McDonough on SmackDown this week. Just the one-on-one match was also, oh, uh, excuse me, a great match. Uh, really enjoyed um, the chemistry and the story that they told in that match. Um, they just really go in with the characters, and that's how they they sell a match. I mean, JD is a psycho little freak, and um, Dragunov is a resilient, intense some bitch, and that's the kind of match that they had. I loved it. All right, so now for the three stars of the week. Uh, this is a little bit of a challenge for me to choose between all these great matches, but I'm, I'm going with these ones. So third star this week, Swerve in Our Glory versus FTR on Dynamite. Uh, tag team match, number one contenders match. It was excellent. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen an FTR match that I was like, oh, yeah, that was some good old FTR. They've been kind of swimming around in the in the roster lately, kind of looking for a spot to fit in. I think they may have found it here, like fighting with Swerve in Our Glory. Um, it's a possibility that it looks like FTR is going to go into a programming possibly with against the guns because they held on to um, Cash Wheeler causing him to lose. So more than likely going to be moving into something with those guys. But I really enjoyed the match uh, between Swerve and Our Glory and FTR. Got an 8 out of 10. So great match. Second star this week is going to the six-man ladder match at Halloween Havoc with... Um, the one that Wes Lee won, so I, I really enjoy me a good ladder match. I think these guys did a really good do- job um, doing a, having a nice ladder match. I think Nathan Frazier was the best in that match. He was doing he was all all around it. He had a whole bunch of highlights in that match. Wesley was was right there with him doing a lot of cool shit. Really enjoyed that ladder match. Eight out of ten. And then the first star of the week is going to the triple threat match. Uh, main event match at Halloween Havoc, Ilya Dragunov versus Braun Breaker versus JD McDonough for the NXT Championship. Really enjoyed that match as well. I had a lot of hype going into that one. I was expecting a very good match, and I got a very great match. So that's really good. My expectations were met. Braun Breaker didn't didn't uh, he he was stood his ground with um, some very very talented young wrestlers in there. He's talented himself he's not like insane like doing flips and flops and a whole bunch of crazy counters and stuff but he's sound he's a good uh big man wrestler you know big power slams just big offense and stuff like that he it fit it fit the match i thought it was very well done and gave it an eight and a half out of ten and that's my number one star of the week so jd mcdonough and Ilya dragunov making another appearance in the three stars of course i love those guys so that's great and it was a pretty good week in wrestling overall. I really enjoyed the Halloween Havoc. I would have to give that my show of the week because, uh, I mean, it's a pay-per-view. It was And it was well-done pay-per-view, I thought. I had a good time with it. And, um, yeah, of course, always check out Dynamite. Dynamite's always a good time. Uh, almost every match on Dynamite this week was worth watching, I'd say. Good, good job on Dynamite as well. And that is all I have to say about the wrestling this week. Sorry it's a little bit late, but... Better late than never, I always say, so there you go. We had a busy-ass weekend, and there was an extra UFC event, so we're a little bit behind on the wrestling. 
um, and then we had to go visit some family and stuff. So it's it's here today, and then of course tomorrow you're getting the the GX Gamer Cast. So be on the lookout for your GX Gamer Cast on Monday. Um, I was still doing uh, tomorrow is what's today Sunday. Tomorrow is Halloween, so the finale of Resident Evil Three remake is going up tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. They'll be uploaded very early in the morning, so they should be there for you when you wake up. Um, so happy Halloween and enjoy some Resident Evil remake. I, um, yeah, I enjoyed that game quite a bit. Uh, I talk about it in that video, so go down in the links down below. They got links to my YouTube channel, Twitter page, and an email address if you want to do anything with any of that stuff. Feel free. I would love to see some, some of you guys over there on the YouTube channel checking out those videos and all that good shit. Hope you guys had a good weekend, and sadly, I am off to work soon, so there you go. Um, have yourselves a good weekend. Hope it was good, and then hopefully your week starts out well as well. So I will see you guys. Nope, nope, I will not see you. You will hear from me again soon.